Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, our special guest is David Cole with the Business Council of Alabama. Also, the V-Team takes a look back at a year with COVID-19. And the gambling and lottery bill falls flat. it might come back. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by research guru extraordinaire, Susan Britt, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist with APR. Welcome. Hey guys. This week, uh, we we marked a a grim uh, date on March 13th, 2020. Mm -hmm. Governor Kay Ivey announced the first case of coronavirus in the state of Alabama, the first known one. Since then, over 10,000 Alabamians have lost their life due to COVID-19. Nationally, well over half a million people have perished due to this disease. Josh, there seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel, but it has been a long tunnel and we're not through it yet. No, you know it'll it'll change uh, you know the country for forever, um, you know, and, and change the way we do things and the way we think about stuff. And uh, you know, I don't, I will remember it forever. The, this past year, uh, you know, just assuming that we we are nearing the light at the end of the tunnel and it's not going to stretch on much further. Um, you know, it, it's been a terrible year. Uh, nobody is happy about it. I, you know, I was. It was very refreshing uh, last night, or I'm sorry, uh, Wednesday night or Thursday night to hear. Uh, President Biden come on and, and speak with, with such a kind of a hopeful message and ask for help and ask for the country to, you know, to get behind the vaccine effort and to put this awfulness behind us and, you know, and talk about the progress that's being made. And, uh, you know, I think if we can continue towards that goal of, of the vaccine distribution that they have, and they, they've done a good job with the rollout, you know, and, I, and I've said before, I think the Trump administration did a good job with the vaccine development. Uh, and what they put into it. That was that was a great job. And there's no harm in saying that about either side of this thing is that they've, they've both done good work uh, in trying to get this out to people. And I think that that is going to help uh, tremendously uh, in, in ending this thing. And, and, you know, God help us, we'll be behind it by July. And and uh, Governor Kay Ivey has been such a steady hand, mm -hmm. Susan. You know, a lot, a lot of South Southern governors, red state governors, have buckled under the pressure to lift restrictions. Uh, Governor Kay Ivey has stood her ground and she has tilled the ground that others chose not to. She stood very stout in her ways, even though she took a lot of heat for the shutdown. She's continuing to take heat for the mask ordinance, which we all know, and, and, and any logical person knows that this has actually helped. 
but she's taken a lot of heat over it, but I am so proud that she stood her ground and said, no, we're gonna go by science and not politics. One of the things that has struck me so much is the, the great divide that we have between science and politics, mm. reality and fiction. But the other thing that struck me during this entire pandemic is that unique quality of human beings to have hope, mm -hmm. that unique quality to, to look at things as they are and see them as dreadful, but also have the hope that things will get better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been a constant message that we've heard from Governor Ivan. Mm -hmm. Other leaders have told us, oh, don't worry, don't be afraid. And yeah. then they just kill over sick. Yeah, but they want <laughs> us to be sick too. You know? yeah. yeah, you're right, and it's it is a it, there's a there's a fine line in there of of, of being hopeful but cautious, uh, you know. Yeah. And I think that that Governor Ivey has, in a lot of ways, struck that pretty well. You know, I've disagreed with some of the things that she's done and and, and yeah. not done, uh, but overall, she has resisted um, her party's overall effort uh, to push her towards uh, lifting mask mandates and other restrictions. Uh, she's ignored a lot of the idiocy that has flown at her uh, from the people of the do nothing legislature that we have. Um, and, you know, it, I, I, you know, I have said good things about what she's done. Uh, and I think it has been to our benefit in this state to have her uh, doing doing what she's done and, and how she's handled things. And I think, too, Susan, one of the things that, uh, you know, Dr. Harris has had to wear a bulletproof vest. He has. But public health officer, Dr. Scott Harris, has done a good job. And and many of the our officials, uh, we forget about people like Fitzgerald Washington that's over, uh, you know, unemployment mm -hmm. and, and the department there. And he has done an incredible job at his staff of taking care of this. This week, we got <clears throat> more good news. Uh, the Ivy administration announced on Friday that it was opening up more vaccines for more people, Susan. Yes. In fact, now um, the people available to get this are going to be transportation and logistics workers, waste and water, wastewater management, uh, food service, uh, shelter and housing like construction, restaurant staff, uh, finance, which will be like your bank tellers, uh, information technology and communications, energy, legal, media, and public safety like engineers. Well, the, it opens it up on March 22nd to anyone 55 years mm -hmm. and older or that's in a class or 16 and older who have certain health conditions, Josh, and that have certain uh, d disabilities, right? Yeah, it, yeah, you're right, and, and that, this all kind of goes back to the to the vaccine distribution thing that I was talking about earlier. You know, we're, we're going to have them, you know, and and you, we see the steady flow. We understand now. You know, before when when this first when the rollout of the vaccines first started, it was an up and down every day. We didn't know what what yeah. was coming. You know, what, how how many we were going to be able. Could we promise <coughs> to give you one when we couldn't give you the yeah. second one necessarily? And how are we going to get it there? Yeah, yeah exactly. That was a big and, thing. How are we going to get it there? Right. And, and so now we, we understand that a lot better. And, you know, some of that is uh, a lot of that is due to, to what the Biden administration has done. A lot more of that is also due to the fact that we've done it for a little while now and we understand the pitfalls and and the logistics of the whole thing. And so I think it's a uh, you know, we're, we're, it's a good thing. We're moving in that direction. Go get the vaccine. Go get the vaccine. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, Call today yeah. or tomorrow, well, actually. Yeah, you go to the websites and do that. Yeah. One of the things, I mean, listen, approximately one 
and a half million vaccines have been distributed in Alabama, you know, with a population of about four million. Uh, we're going to reach herd immunity if people will get vaccinated. Right. Mm-hmm. Just and look that's at this. Uh, if, if you're worried about the vaccine, if you if you're worried about the effectiveness of the vaccine, just look at our hospitalization numbers right now today. Right They're now. as low as they were in April, and for no reason other. There's no other thing that has changed other than that vaccine. That's right. If you want to stop wearing your mask, go get the shot, folks. <laughs> well, so many of them aren't wearing the mask anyway, but get the shot anyway. All right, you're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news and opinion. Your career isn't a job. It's a journey. Your next job could lead to bigger things, and you're in charge of how fast and how far you want to go. At alabamaworks.com, you can connect with employers and start working right now, then chart your path forward with training and career planning tools. That next paycheck is great, but it's only the beginning. Start a great success story at alabamaworks.com. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. A lot can change in five years. Except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side. back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our special guest today is David Cole, Senior Vice President of Governor Affairs for BCA. Hi, David. How are you? Good to see you, Bill and Susan. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great to have you. Uh, We haven't seen you in a while except for Zoom, (laughs) like a lot of folks. That's right. You know, this is a very serious time in Alabama in lots of ways. And our legislature is in session. They're supposed to be working hard for the people of Alabama. And in many places, they are certainly doing that. There was a piece of legislation that we recognized and looked at, and we had some serious concerns about it. Because what it does, in essence, is it's going to make folks' insurance go up. It's going to make businesses have to pay more in insurance, employees have to pay more in insurance. And this struck us as not a time for something like this. Could you explain what the bill does and how it's gonna affect the businesses and the hardworking folks of Alabama? 
Absolutely. Uh, so this bill has to do with pharmacy benefit managers, and they play a significant role in negotiating the cost of prescription drugs. And so um, by doing that, they're able to uh, provide a cost to the consumer less than what they would normally pay. And so this bill, in essence, carves them out of that negotiation process. And that's where it's a tremendous concern for us because we've got a lot of many of uh, our members uh, use PBMs to negotiate those prices so that those costs can come down and stay at a lower level or at least the lowest level possible for the consumer, which is which is their employees. It's it's everyday hardworking Alabamians. So when you look at this legislation, it's not the insurers that get hit with the, the extra cost. It's business owners and employees. Right. That that's exactly right. Uh, the the if you you know uh, any time a piece of legislation uh, has a uh, financial impact on a budget, you know, in the legislature we uh, refer to that as a fiscal note. Uh, the fiscal note for insurance companies is zero, um, but the fiscal note for hardworking Alabama families, based off of the initial feedback that we've received. Uh, at this point, Bill and Susan, is approximately, it's going to be in the neighborhood of a $1,000 annual hit to hardworking Alabama families. Now, one of the groups that, or one, uh, one of the, the, the individuals who spoke to uh, the Senate <coughs> hearing committee was from Great Southern Wood, Yellowwood, one of our great companies, and they estimated that it could be hundreds of thousands for them and their employees. Could you tell us a little bit about that testimony? Sure. Um, uh, if I recall correctly in that testimony, it's going to be approximately a $1.1 million hit to Great Southern Wood. Oh, wow. wow. That they would that's have to pass down to their employees. And, you know, I think that's a great example of, of this legislation does, doesn't just impact um businesses in urban areas i mean it's that that company for instance is is in abbeville alabama and you know right. we've reached out to several of our members that are located in tuscaloosa greensboro alabaster fayette jasper huntsville um, mobile and the <coughs> the uh what the information that we're receiving at, at this juncture it's 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 a huge hit to to all of them and you know, this is David. Y'all represent businesses that are that are large, that are have a tremendous amount of uh, power and employees. But you also represent mom and pops who 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 want to be in that organization because y'all offer them help and protection and and a voice in Alabama politics. I mean, how is this going to affect small businesses that have employee insurance? Right, you know, small businesses are the are the are the lifeblood of our state, and you know, it's it's at a time. This bill is coming at a time when they are trying to safely, securely crawl their way out of this out of this COVID rut that we've been in for the last twelve months, yeah. and to 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 hit those employees with a thousand dollar increase on their um, health care plan is is um, not, not only is it is it the wrong thing to do, but the timing could not be worse either. I mean, Susan, one of the things that really disturbs me and David, maybe you have an answer to this is when we looked at this legislation, it was it took a tremendous hit at our educators, mm -hmm. our teachers mm -hmm. that have been on the front line of this COVID thing. And it just seems outrageous to me. But David, can you help us understand how this would affect 
our, our educators? Right. So uh, there is a health insurance plan uh, called PHIP, which is uh, what a lot of people refer to it as public education employees health insurance plan. And um, last year alone in 2020, pharmacy benefit managers saved that plan approximately $586 million. So that, that's how significant uh, pharmacy benefit managers are in the, in the process. And we know how PHIP is, is funded. It's by the Education Trust Fund budget, right? So, uh, but also by the premiums paid by participants in the plan, most of which are Alabama public school teachers. And so if you run the numbers on the increase per teacher, if this legislation were to pass, it could raise premiums on public education employees by $1,283 annually. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, that's the highest number. We haven't, we haven't received at this juncture a higher number than that from our businesses. So at this juncture, it looks like teachers are going to be hit more so than employees in the private sector. You know, anybody that cares about public education, cares about our teachers, ought to be just outraged with this legislation. I mean, they've barely been able to get raises over the last couple of years, much less just take it away from them and their insurance. And they've been on the the front line. David, we've got about 30 seconds. Help us uh, to understand what else is on your mind, what else is, is, is on the mind of BCA and those who represent the business and working families of Alabama. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I can't remember a piece of legislation that has this this much of a negative fiscal impact on on a wide array of Alabama hardworking Alabamians, uh, whether you're teachers or employees in the private sector. And so we're going to do everything we can at BCA. Wake up every day to make sure that we keep this money in the pockets of hardworking Alabama citizens. Well, we appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us. We're going to watch this bill like hawks because this does not need to pass and thank you for doing stuff for the small the big and the small businesses like us in alabama all right yes thank you thank you so much appreciate it you're watching the v the voice of alabama politics our special guest has been david cole the bca we'll be right back with more news and analysis You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I just want to sometimes go, stop what you're doing, think about what you're doing, and quit being such numpties. That's a kind word, even though it it's, is a kind, it's word. a kind word. But Josh, they've got bills to limit Governor Kay Ivey's emergency powers. They want the governor to have to come to the legislature to declare emergencies. They want her to have to huddle with them to extend something like mask orders or to extend uh, closures. They want to have their say. You cannot get these people to agree upon wearing masks. Mm. You can't even get yeah. agree upon what constitutes liberty. How are we ever gonna get them to agree on what to do in a state of emergency? Look, they couldn't open their own damn building. <laughs> I mean, really, it's, uh, I, I, I'm not, it's not hyperbole. They couldn't figure out how to open their own building. So, I mean, yeah. look, Bobby Singleton said it better than anybody, and there's nothing else you, could, you even need to add. If it's left up to us, we'd all be dead. All right? And, I yeah. mean, it's, it's 100% true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just that's, that's all there is to it, and I don't think there's anything to add. It, I mean, so in a perfect situation, you've got a tornado that comes through. By the time you count the days when they got to – be notified and this and that and the other. And just to get them there before they start arguing. Before mm -hmm. 16 days. Right. 16 days. You got people over here, you know, back in Tuscaloosa during the, the April uh, 27th, tornadoes down there. You got to wait 16 days to actually get them some help or relief. And that's before they start arguing about it. I mean, it's the dumbest thing ever. They don't want this, they just want to punish. Governor yeah. Ivy, and they want to grandstand because they don't like the mask. They don't like yeah. this. They don't like yeah. that. And nobody, nobody can truly tell you anything that she's done wrong in this. I mean, there, there's no real. I mean, you, we can quibble over you know, over the executive orders and things like that uh, if we want to. And I think there's some conversations to be had about those that things. Is. But you know, okay. in, in terms of the emergency orders and and things and keeping people safe, no, there's nobody that, that's really criticizing her for for I those things. Here's what this is like to me. You got Coach Saban in the fourth quarter, and, and these folks hadn't liked the way they played the, the, the previous quarters, and they're like, hold on. We need to get everybody in here to finally figure out how to do the fourth quarter, Coach. Yeah. No, you, you play the game, you get to the end, then you review the tape later and figure out what you did wrong and what you could do better. Mm -hmm. That's all we're looking at here. There, there yeah. should be a time period where we look at what happened and where we could do better. Now is not the time to get everybody in the game. It's a time to let the coach finish the game. But we got to move on. We got we got a lot of stuff going on here. Josh, the lottery bill that was almost assured that was assured to pass, <laughs> Grease Lightning, <laughs> fell flat as hammered, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it ain't. It's not a hundred percent dead yet. It's not stone cold dead, but it's pretty dead. Um, I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, I. You're right. It was supposed to pass. I'll say this: it was supposed to pass the Senate so easily that nobody was even concerned, and that's where it fell. Right. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I don't. Um, 
it's another gambling issue, though. I mean, if we, if we look back at the history of this fight over the years, over the last 40 years, uh, this probably could, shouldn't come as a shock to anybody. There's been so many of these one or two vote swings here or there, yeah. uh, surprise stuff that's happened uh, that's upended this whole thing. But at the end of the day, what it does is hurt Alabamians uh, because we're still going to have gambling in this state. We're yeah. still going to have uh, people making boatloads of money off of gambling in this state. But what we're not going to have are, are all the revenue, uh, is all the revenue that's coming from, from right. these games in, in this state to, to help us with problems, very serious problems that we have. Yeah, I mean, and and, and one of our reporters asked uh, the Senate, they said, well, how are you going to continue with broadband when you just lost your funding? They're like, oh, well, we're going to continue with broadband. And they're like, yeah. where's your money, they're dude? Not. They're not. They <laughs> don't have the money. They call there, a balanced no... budget, yeah. folks? Yeah. That's required yeah. by the Constitution. Yeah, there's, there's, there's think, no there's no source for, for any of these other right. things that they want to do. Rural health care is killed. All of these things that were a, a grand yeah. deal here are killed. Now, I'm not convinced that, that Governor Ivey won't call a special session for this because I believe she is I'm heavily not. invested uh, in, in this. Yeah. And I think a portion of that is, is her desire to do something with the rural health care system because it's, it's not just rural health care. It's also hurting businesses in rural areas uh, yeah. and, and the attraction yeah. of businesses to the state. And I think that's a big concern for a lot of people. I think and, it and the issue too is that they're not voting against gambling. They're voting against the citizens of Alabama's right to vote for themselves mm-hmm. on gambling. That's right. Well, they're That's essentially right. voting against gambling because they know if they put this on the ballot, it's so popular with the citizens that yeah. they work for that it's going to yeah. pass by seventy <laughs> percent. Yeah. Well, we need to uh, legalize it, regulate it, tax it. I yep. want to move on. This is. Uh, Women's History Month. It is. We got it a is. great editorial from Melinda Bridgeforth, who's the president and CEO of the Women's Fund of Greater Birmingham. They do a tremendous job, Susan. I would encourage everyone to go to APR and read that. Yes. She talks about equality is never guaranteed and that women have to do it for themselves. And we've seen that during this pandemic. Women have borne the brunt of this pandemic much more than men. Yes, they have. And, you know, I just want to get in a little side so we understand where we're coming from, where we are now. When my grandmother married my grandfather, she was actually considered property still in 1920. She had no right to vote. There, there was nothing. She had no rights at all. And now here I sit today. And I want to remember going into this, a few, few of the very, very historic women we've had, uh, groundbreaking, Annie Oakley, Calamity Jane, Madame Curie, Alice Paul and Lucy Burns, Eleanor Roosevelt, Amelia Earhart, Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, Margaret Thatcher, Golda Meir, Billie Jean King, Helen Keller, Barbara Walters, Sandra Day O'Connor, Sally Ride, uh, Madeline Albright, Condoleezza Rice, right here from the state of Alabama. And, you know, we've come, women have come a long way during the, this journey from trying to get fair wages and civil rights and all of that. And one of the things that uh, that she points out, that Bridgeworth points out, is that during the pandemic, 56% of the Alabama unemployment claims were for women. 275,000 women dropped out of the workforce. That might give you a clue as to how much of a backbone we actually are to the state of Alabama, while only 71,000 Alabama men filed by comparison. Uh, this. Uh, I'm just so proud to be sitting here, I'm so proud of these women. I'm so proud of how much we are part of the workforce now. And I give my hats off to everybody. Well, Alabama legislature was ignoring women except for prostitutes this week, but they did pass legislation in the House that 
you can hunt hogs and coyotes at night with proper permit. But we're gonna have to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.